Hey guys, this is Rasin Ashley, and this is She Wolf Alchemy. And today we're talking about the books that made us. Ashley, start us off. So yeah, we're talking about the books that made us kind of, I guess, sharing some of our love of reading with you guys and the books that have influenced us and kind of how we got into it. So Ras, would you say that you have a habit of reading? Oh, for sure. For sure, for sure, for sure. Matter of fact, Treva now was making fun of me because we went to this like R&B in the park picnic and mm -hmm. I brought wine, I brought monies, and I brought books. And mm -hmm. it was like, we are here to chill and we are here to dance, to listen to music. And I was like, right, but during intermission, <laughs> I like to be entertained. I love to read. I usually always have a book on me if I'm out in public somewhere. What about you? I like to read as well. Now, I'm definitely not so much as having like a book in public when, whenever I'm in public, but I do usually try to have one around, especially if I know I'm going to have some downtime. And I feel like in recent years, I've really made it a point to try to make it a habit again, because it was one of those things that like grad school just killed it. Like, I feel like I used to read all the time. And then, mm -hmm. you know, being in college for so long, you got to read for school. So then at some point you just kind of reading just in this fun where it has sucked the fun out of it for me. So it really, it kind of took me being like, oh, wait a minute. Like I, this is something I really used to enjoy and notice that I had fallen out of it and it, it had to work to get back into the habit. Yeah. Like I literally was just like committed to 15 minutes a day or, you know, a book a month. That's one thing I was doing at one point. I was like, I'm gonna try to read one book a month. And then I would like break it down. Like, okay, if this page, if this book got 300 pages, you know what I mean? I gotta read 10 pages a day or something like that just to try to get back into the groove. Yeah. But yeah, but I'm happy, you know, to have put it back in my life because it's been such a joy. Yeah. <laughs> I remember that phase too of like, both in undergrad and grad school, reading really took a hit for me. Reading for pleasure took a hit for me because I had to read for non-pleasure things that weren't fun um, and trying to catch up. You know, you have professors that were assigning you books as thick as your forearm. <laughs> being like, mm -hmm. And then on top of that, write a 10 page paper on it. You got mm -hmm. three weeks. You like, sir, this is one out of six classes. Please show mm -hmm. up. Um, and I forgot about that. Yeah, it definitely took a while for me to get back into it because I just, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I went through a phase. I was like booked out, but back in our happy spot. Um, and yeah, books are still like one of my ways to escape and one of my ways to like cope and calm down. I, I have the Kindle and um, I'm still though a really big, like I like paper. I like to hold books in my hand. Mm -hmm. I, when I'm impatient and there's a topic or a book I really, really want to read and they're like four days and I'm like, madness, it's 2023. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> and then especially for like work, I do, because um, as mm -hmm. a therapist, we got to keep up our knowledge or whatever. So sometimes I'll just download a book like that. But when I'm for pleasure, I'm still very much like, I want to feel the pages in between my hands. I mm -hmm. want to highlight, I want to write in the book and I want to have notes on the side of it. I love the whole the whole like, yeah. ceremony yeah. that comes with mm -hmm. sitting down, getting cozy to read. Mm -hmm. Even when it comes to, and you know, please, 
everyone support your local libraries go they're they're wonderful places mm -hmm. but i also don't even like to check books out because like you said i like to write in them highlight mm -hmm. stuff and it takes and you know even though i love it and i have it as a habit it still takes me a minute to work my way through a book because of life mm -hmm. so like you giving me two weeks to read i i gotta recheck it out it's too much i'd rather yeah. just buy it i'd rather just buy it y'all know i'm a gemini i one, I buy five books at a time and I get excited about all of them. And I'm so good for reading three chapters of this book and being like, well, let me just peek. Let me just peek at that <gasps> real quick. And then forgetting about that first book for a year. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, wow. It's a couple months. It depends. It depends on how good the book is. That's but funny. like, yeah, forgetting about it for a little while and then like just going on to the other one and never finishing that one either. Like I'm just all over the place. It it takes me a good while. I am usually reading like three or four books at a time. Yeah, now that's me too. I'm I'm definitely usually reading multiple. Right lately, I haven't been. Usually, if I'm doing like different genres, like I might have like my morning reading book is something inspirational. I'm trying to learn or heal or some shit. And then like my before I go to bed, that's when I want like my sci-fi, my fiction, mm. that type of stuff. And then I might have another one that's like when I'm not trying to read seriously or I want something light. I don't know. So I'll do that two or three, but I can't read like multiple novels. Are you are you still in your hood novel phase? I've never been in the hood novel. What tell me more about this phase that you believe? The coldest winter ever books. Oh books. girl, <laughs> those are on there because those are from those are from childhood. That's what those are on there. Okay, okay. But no, when you were saying when I want something less serious, I was like, what what are we saying when we say less serious? Because every now and then someone will post a thread on social media and it would be like the pastor's daughter ain't that good. And then it's like a girl <laughs> and a G string on the cover. Yeah, <laughs> no, like, I have no interest in reading shit like that. No. <laughs> this is not a field. You know, and as a matter of fact, I tried to reread a book from my youth that like so one of my aunts used to be a part of a book club and mm -hmm. like like a black book club. And so she would pass them on to me after mm -hmm. she was done with them, which was great. It was great free books all mm -hmm. the time. But like there was this one book called Hot Johnny and the women who loved him. Now, first of all, I really liked this book <laughs> back then. I liked the concept of it because it was Hot Johnny's life being told from the perspective of these women who had mm -hmm. loved him throughout his lifetime and it's being and, and the story begins like at his funeral and mm -hmm. these women are here and they're like well what i was with johnny oh um, so like uh what's his name frankie uh, yes kind of like why do fools fall in love yes yeah. kind of like that and i don't know it even stuck with me because i definitely was too young to be reading mm -hmm. this book at the time that i read it but the concept has always stuck with me um maybe for some reason too also as a person who is who has loved and been loved by many <laughs> and have always thought it would be interesting to hear that perspective. I don't know. But anyway, so I'm like a couple Hold of on, wait, now you got me thinking. Think about it now. <laughs> I do wonder, I do wonder how many men are sitting on therapist couches because of me right now. I just, I <laughs> any <laughs> but, uh, um, i would like to know the answer to that that would be good for my ego okay go ahead but a few few years ago i bought i rebought the book i was like oh because it's one of the books that was lost when my evil stepfather threw away all my books 
So anyway, <laughs> I rebought it. Wait, wait, him. can I just tell you why that's extra funny to me? Because mm. I've been trying to put together our reel for that award show. And one of the clips I, I had to listen to some of her old clips and figure out which one I want to put in there. And one of the clips I ended up using was a clip. I can't remember which episode it was from, but we were talking and we were like, and I was saying, yeah, because I know there's just certain topics with you where I know that like with family, you're usually like, yeah, no, my childhood's just something I got through. I was like, every now and then, <laughs> you have a moment. And I was like, oh yeah, I forgot. We not for real healed on that. We just be, <laughs> just be playing like we heal. And I pressed the wrong button. <laughs> Damn it. I am healing I know. from that trauma. Okay. Just, just so this in is a cute moment. I've told my boyfriend about this story and how I lost all my goosebumps books from my childhood, and he literally bought me a whole the whole set. Yay, him for president! Him for president. I know. I know. It's like he was like, "Fuck your stepdaddy." That's <laughs> <sighs> really sweet. He loved me. Did you see the video I posted on uh, my Instagram story? There's a video that's posted from TikTok where the girl, and she's like, it's, isn't it interesting as a girl, as a woman dealing with your father and they get mad at you because you don't deal with them the same way that their wife dealt with them. So it's like your wife is a woman who you chose. I am the woman you deserve. And I was just like, mm, yeah, yeah, mm. all of that, mm. all of that. Let me, let me unblock him real quick and send that to him. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, you saying yeah, 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 right, right, right. Let's let's just let's reroute back to our topic. So books. <laughs> so I repurchased this book, Hot Johnny and Women Who Loved Him a few years ago and tried to reread it and it is terrible. Well, I ain't gonna say it's terrible. It is I don't like it is not well written. I don't like the way it's written. I've I've read better books. <laughs> that that's what i'll say i have read better books since then and so i tried to reread it it was so painful i was like all right it just this did not stand the test of time and that is okay <laughs> put this book away i will say though like because i think when you're younger because i've had the same experience like i won't touch classics childhood classics anymore in fact i struggle now when people say like what's your favorite book because i always want to say something that i read when i was like 15 and i know I know I'm gonna have a different mm-hmm. perspective now. Mm-hmm. And I just don't, I don't want to say it because someone who just read it for the first time as a 36 mm-hmm. year old is gonna be like, right. Why? And I'm gonna be yeah. like, because it's magical. And they're like, why did you think that was magical? And then I'm gonna reread and feel stupid. But I will say, at least for me, I realized when I was younger, it was the sensationalism of a book that got me. Mm-hmm. So it, I read these books and they're not well written. <laughs> I was a semi-sheltered pastor's kid. So there's mm-hmm. just some things that were sensationalized. That I was like, yes, mm-hmm. or let's talk more about these topics. And I think that some of my faves was just because it was more taboo. Gotcha. Like what? Tell us. So for example, I'm pretty sure one of the books I used to love, um, and it might still be a good book. I have not read it in a while. I'm just saying, I don't know. I There has been some I have kind of reread and I'm like, hmm. But one of the books I loved as a kid was like The Darkest Child. Mm-hmm. And this was a book that was about a black child who grew up in a family. Her mom had like several kids, like several, several kids. Her mom was a biracial woman and she like got through life by like men 
like she was a pretty woman, black man, white man, Hispanic man, it didn't matter. The men in town liked her and would pay for her stuff. But, you know, her mama was fast. So I don't got a lot of baby daddies. None of the kids matched. Everybody, everybody came from a different set of Crayola boxes. Mm-hmm. And she was the darkest child. Like she came out very, very dark skinned. And her mom like hated her for it. And she used to like try her hardest to get her mom to like love her. And then one day she realized like her mom was pimping out her younger sisters who had like looser hair, curlier hair texture, who were lighter skin, who had more quote unquote exotic features and mm-hmm. things like that. And her mom was evil to her and was just like, you are Cinderella, clean up and whatever around us. Mm-hmm. But like her other siblings, like she didn't realize like the reason why she valued them was because now I'm getting older, I can use you to get men to bring in money to do mm-hmm. all these things. And like to me, that was a foreign concept. I'm very like, what is going on here? Mm-hmm. What? I'm just being granted by the Holy Spirit. I had no idea. <laughs> traumatizing kids in other ways. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. About books like that, like stuff like that. I was just like, Hmm. Again, I have not reread with that one, so it's a really, really good book. But I know, like, when I look back on stuff, going back to kind of what we were talking about earlier, like the coldest winter ever, um, Sister Soldier books, uh, Midnight, all of those. I can't read those now. Like, I can't. I can't. <laughs> it was like what 2015 when they were talking about like doing the movies, and oh, I think they ended up doing. Like, they were talking about it. everybody was really, really hyped, and I tried to reread it then, and I was like. You can't. Okay, I was it's like not, 12. All right, so right, I don't know. Okay, right. So, and see, okay, so some of this, because you were asking about what was this phase. The only reason I got into these types of books and other types of books is because my mom wouldn't let me read fantasy and sci-fi, the stuff that I actually liked. Mm-hmm. And I am so glad to be a grown-up and be able to read whatever I want because it's hilarious. So wait, she was like, no, to E.T., go see what Winter Santiago got going on this week. That's girl, pet, girl Zane, girl, um, all type of stuff that was just way. I read all type of books mm-hmm. that, you know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. so I used to go, because it's like a um, I used to walk to the library. I would spend all day there, and I would just come home with just a stack of books. And back then, when I was a kid, I used to read. I could kill a book in a day, like hours, mm-hmm. you know, that type of stuff. And so, yeah, she was going through my books and it was like vampire books and stuff like this or like scary books. That was kind of stuff I liked. And they were a little bit more mature, but they were, it was the genre I liked. And she, like Anne Rice, stuff like that. Oh, no. Nah. No, she was like, your head is in the clouds. You better not read not one more vampire book in this house. We'll Go figure out how to trap a dude who's a high-ranking drug dealer. Okay. That's what <laughs> real life things, Ashley. Yeah, I used to have to sneak and read them at the library because I couldn't bring oh. it home. And it's so funny to me because I still love sci-fi and fantasy yeah. is still my favorite. It is like, why did you do this? Why are you trying to keep me from this? But you know, hey, I got to read Terry McMillan, mm-hmm. which who wrote some great books that I don't think I will ever want to read today, but. <laughs> they fit for that time yeah um you know stuff like there was this there's this other woman i think it's mary monroe i think that's the name of the author 
and her books are like deep south like it's so when you she's one of them authors when you read her you just you you feel hot and sweaty like you just she describes it so well that you're like oh. i feel like i'm there and i don't like it here <laughs> like, yeah <laughs> i don't want none of that none of that at all <laughs> but anyway I, I, yeah because it was one book called a day late and a dollar short and i just think about it, it was this this grandma that was always cussing people out shooting them beating them up it was it was just it was a lot going on and again the zane books girl, the, yeah. with the woman that was addicted to sex and then her girl her, I, was uh, I was all of like 14 in a whole zane facebook group like goodness well, to be honest i don't know how i got in i don't remember joining myself but somehow i remember like people yeah at least she was 14 because i was in like sixth seventh grade no that's just because it was facebook like i was reading them before <laughs> but in my oh. opinion, it's because my cousin mimi who i love mm -hmm. sincerely but mimi mimi used to pass down stuff to me mm -hmm. or have me in situations like there wasn't a five-year age difference mm -hmm. because when you was 15 i was 10. <laughs> So mm -hmm. that's where I was getting these books from because I would be with me. Me, me, me was like this. And <clears throat> yeah, she would like, I'll be at her house. She, oh, here you go. Here's this book. And I'm like, oh, okay. She she about to do what with who and what? Mm, okay. <laughs> <laughs> you want to know something? Again, because I'm like, let me see. They still live in Dayton. So I had to be like 11 or 12. I can't tell you which book it was, but it was one of those books. It was the first time I realized, like, cutting down there in that area was a thing. So I was like 12. Coldest winter ever? Yep, there we go. Because there's there was a, a whole scene, scene where she goes and gets, it, gets ready because midnight is coming by and she cuts her pubic hair. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I was remember like, oh, walking to my cousin's that? room yeah. to be like, hey, um... Is this something I need to be concerned about? <laughs> I had no idea that was an expectation. Literally. That was an expectation. And you know, and then she gave me her 14-year-old tea on, on her her pen. <laughs> um, and we was just both wrong. We was just both. Oh my gosh. Don't I yep, that is so funny because I remember reading that too and being like, oh, like this is what I'm supposed this to be doing. Trimming this up. Okay. And I was trimming it. <laughs> look, look. We oh won't go into details, but it definitely shapes some things. Like, okay, so apparently <laughs> that thing has become a thing. This is what needs to be done. These books have shaped <laughs> a culture. Okay. Like, because these books were passed all around middle school. Like, they were everywhere. Word. But y'all want to know, so in eighth grade, I don't know if you guys had this in our health class, we had to take home those fake babies to like encourage you not to be a teen parent. Mm -hmm. And they were these robotic babies. And do they do kids still do I don't think they do it anymore? I don't think it wasn't so. effective. Everybody no. with D's and F's had a baby. The Did next your year. school give y'all a crack baby? Because we had a crack baby that shook when it cried. I I don't <laughs> remember. I don't remember, but I, what I do remember, and it was from one of those hood books, I named my baby Quadir. It was one of the characters named Quadir. Mm -hmm. And my mom kept calling it Quackmire. 
And I was so mad because I was mm. like, his name is Quadier because we got to get little birth certificates and everything. It's like, it's my baby Quadier. She was like, I look at my little great baby Quackbot. She was anybody that was coming to our house. And she would take it and show it to him and then tilt the head back to me. Look at this. Look at this. And cried. I'm like, I am losing points every time you do that. Every time you try to kill my baby. But no, but also I feel like I learned other valuable lessons from these books. Okay. Because I remember, okay, Fly Girl, both mm-hmm. Fly Girl, Coldest Money, and there was another book, there was a third book that I read where it was like, yeah, this is why I was never enticed by like street dudes. Mm-hmm. Because in Fly Girl, she was over here running after these drug dealers. Okay. She had no reason. She had a good life. She had a mama who loved her. She gave her everything she wanted <laughs> to good care of her. She just wanted to fuck off with this boy. And it got her into situations. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that's crazy. And then you had Coldest Winter Ever, who, yes, she was in the life, but I'll never forget the end of that book when she thought she, you know, was with her dude and things was finally good and they was going to go do a drug run. And some chick, he got out the car and some chick came, smashed the window, cut her damn face, and he left her. And she went to prison. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and then the other one, I don't even remember the title of, but I do remember that he was the one in the streets and the, his girlfriend was just trying to get her life together. She was trying to get her GED and she got goddamn kidnapped because of some bullshit he did. And while he was trying to save her, he accidentally shot her and she died. And I was like, you know, <laughs> I just I I never want to be involved in these situations. Let me avoid these types of. I don't remember some of that stuff, so I'm just girl. Girl, that's what happened. That's what happened at the end. She went to prison. Let me tell you, I when I was 14, my little high school boyfriend was a little rapper. He was named Pockets at the time. He got in a rap battle. And my real name is a word, and it's a word that means like a a a loving touch. And um, the person he was battling realized that and used me in the rap battle. And I was like, "That's enough of this life for me." Like that's all it took. Like y'all, not, you talk about kidnapping somebody, rhyme my name with like draws or something. And I was like, "No, nope, <laughs> nope, this ain't for me." I want to be involved in such activities. <laughs> No, I remember those, and I was like, mm-mm, mm-mm. I'm not out here trying to get kidnapped, shot, get my face cut, going to prison. Yeah, no. no, thank you. That's what I learned from them books. <laughs> I'm, glad. I'm glad. Yeah, no. But I will say, while, while your mom was banning science fiction and telling and, 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 and letting you read about the street life for whatever reason, um, no, we weren't allowed. I had to go to my cousin's Miracle's house to read those books, and it was fine. It, it, yeah. But my, so reading for me became a big thing though, because my parents were big on it. My parents were like, you're going to read. Like when you come home, my dad was big or asked me like, what you reading? What's about? Da, 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 da. Like that was a thing in my household. Um, and there was actually a period in my life where like we were assigned books. So like that was a, that was a big thing. But at that time it was a lot of my dad is this um, light-skinned, green-eyed, curly-haired man. Mm-hmm. So, of course, he went to school, got super pro-black. 
And so I had to read a lot of like black books, black authors. Like he, he, it was just a light skinned man trying to fit in, <laughs> trying to prove Real his melanin. Light skinned folks like, that. no, I'm just like, <laughs> <laughs> he was just a light skinned man. Every now and then I would talk to my grandpa. He would talk to me about my daddy doing his, his college days. Mm-hmm. And him, he's like, yeah, your dad just fluff off his little curls and try to get teeth. Like he had, he had the weakest little afro. He just had the weakest. He's <laughs> like his little curls did not want to go. They did not want to participate. But anyways, <laughs> because of that, my my parents were big on like pro black books, so I was reading a lot of like black authors, black books. My parents were big on like, oh, this has a picture of a little black girl on it. Get it? Didn't care what the book was about. <laughs> I didn't care what the book was about. If it had a little black girl on it, they were getting it. And I was going to read it. And I'm laughing now because I low-key am the same with my daughter. Except for I read it and be like, what is this about? Let me skip mm-hmm. to it. Right. Yeah, when I see little, yeah, I little black girls, I'd be like, yes, representation. You know, it's funny to me because I'm thinking about books that my mom and I like used to read together because we used to mm-hmm. read together. And like, it's now that I'm thinking about it, I'm like, how dare she ban sci-fi? We used to read Animorphs together. Like that was like our thing. Cause it was a book that like, we, you know, it's kind of in the middle, something I can enjoy as a youngin and something she didn't mind reading as a result. And we literally used to pass the book back and forth. Like re- I read a chapter, she Ew. read a chapter type thing. It was great, but yeah, you had me read Animorphs. But vampires, these are children turning into animals. And they're like, there was always danger. I don't know. I don't understand why. Look, I wasn't even allowed to read Harry Potter, so I don't, I can't relate to, you know, I just. I never read Harry Potter. Yeah, I, I was being, my whole fifth grade year, they did a Harry Potter theme for my fifth grade I had year. to beg to read Harry Potter, though, because again, my head was in the clouds. Nobody cared about my tears. I, my whole fifth grade year was about Harry Potter. Like our orientation, they did sorting hats. Every book we read for like literature for the whole year was Harry Potter. Our math question was about to find the Quidditch. Like, and I would have to be removed from the room when they were in ghost state outside. They had a desk outside for me where I was reading Humpty Dumpty. I don't know. I can't remember the books. And nobody cared about my little tears when I was like, I'm being separated from the class. Girl, like, we don't want none of that witchcraft. <laughs> I listen now. You know, on some level, I do still understand that life very much. Thankfully, it I didn't know. extend to those types of things. But I, we had stuff like, oh, they're having a Halloween parade, and we're not allowed to participate. Just, but also to the other adults, like, just let us sit out. Like, we're fine. Like, we were like, we're not allowed to participate. And she was like, you sure you don't want to just put on a headband, put on a costume, get a break? Look, you're trying to get me beat and sent to hell. <laughs> Okay, let me sit down. <laughs> Leave us out of this. Me and my mom had a discussion um, over the weekend about this. Um, it was not as funny as it feels now. But, and I was just like talking about different things from my childhood. She was like, you know, but I'm different now. I'm like, okay. Well, so. I just love that. <laughs> I'm still carrying all the effects of that. But I hear you. I recognize that. And I hear you. I love you very much. Thank you so much for all the great and wonderful <sighs> things you did right. Mm. Oh, yeah, it was. <laughs> mm. When they get they get redeemed and delivered from all that foolishness as they get older, but like, no, ain't nothing worse. Sanctified, raise me. <laughs> ain't 
ain't nothing worse than your parents finding religion in your childhood. Like, wait till I'm grown. <laughs> like, wait till I leave. <laughs> but when they find it, when you are like eight, mm. you know, because people just get zealous. Hard. You get zealous for those first couple yes. of years. Yes. You just be like, I don't, I don't know why I can't enjoy things now, but that's apparently. Oh, God. No, that's like I saw a meme today that was like, how strict were your parents? And it was like, if I had fun today, I can't have fun tomorrow. <laughs> that was the type of shit. I had like a two-hour window. No matter what y'all was doing, you got two hours. I remember one time I was so excited for, um, I can't remember. It was like either my birthday or Christmas or something. And they had this like big thing as one of the presents. And I was so excited. Oh my gosh, what's that big thing? I think I wanted like a karaoke machine. Cause you know that was a time when that was the thing you would have those karaoke machines where the words came on in the middle mm -hmm. all the way and i was so excited because that's how it was like set up i was like oh that's a karaoke machine that's a karaoke machine somebody had put together a bible like gift mm -hmm. basket tower for them mm -hmm. it was like eight different bibles and i was just like a bible wait so it was so it was a tower of bibles yeah it was just like the, the pink the girl's book. Bible, the teen's Bible, the children's Bible, oh, the Bible study. guide studier. And I was just like, <laughs> y'all are not good representation for him. I would, I, would, uh, I would like to talk to customer services, Christianity. I have complaints. Uh, that's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. Now, I did actually end up getting the um, thing as well. But when I first saw that, I was like... <laughs> What, what is this? Oh my goodness. And uh, oh my gosh. How just how so I'm just thinking the challenge of a child to have to be like, oh <laughs> thanks. No, I think I just shut down. I think I just kind of like <laughs> dropped. I think I just dropped to the floor and stopped responding to people. <laughs> okay. Cause I would have been putting on a show. I'd be like, oh if you're wondering where the avoided attachment style came from. That damn Tower Bible. That's where it came from. I would have been struggling through my tears to be like, oh, thank you. I think I just shut down and stop talking Is there about. anything else? Tell me. I'm pretty sure for the rest of the night, I was just like. <laughs> oh, my God. Don't you want cake? Because <laughs> what? Yeah, she'll come around. That is so funny. They really, they really did that. They really did that. They they did a lot like, of things. Someone was like, she's gonna love this. And it's so funny because I love I, both I, of them. I love both of the them. The fact that it was a tower. <laughs> yeah, it was it was some stuff. Mm -hmm. It was some stuff. But it's funny to me because like I love them both tremendously now. I love talking to them. They're both cracking me up. They're both amazing, amazing human beings and stuff now. But I'm just like, these aren't y'all this version of y'all did raise me. I just want y'all to know. Mm -hmm. <laughs> this is it's great mm -hmm. that my daughter oh. gets this version. Yeah, yeah, you like y'all are new people to me. I'm sure my sister can read whatever she'd like. Yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, but anywho, whatever. So tell me about a book that like changed your perspective. Yeah, um, that's been a couple. So most recently, so I really just been doing astrology books lately. Like that's the really all I've been reading for the last two years. But there is this book called Hades Moon by Judy Hall. It's an astrology book. It's a really good one. Like it's not just this this placement here and the sun here, blah blah. Like it's good. That's 
other stuff in it. Okay. Um, but also she's a therapist or she used to be, she passed away during the pandemic, but she's also a therapist. So she also like incorporates the two. And there's another author that's like that, Liz Green, who she's astrologist. And I think she's a therapist. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a lot of her stuff, therapy and astrology intermingled. But anyways, the Hades Moon book really in like changed my life because um, it talked about um, a lot of things. So there's a thing called Hades Moon, which is basically like, if you have a Pluto aspect to your moon, um, it changes the way your moon works. So let's say you have like a, I'm, I promise I'm gonna make this short, y'all. Let's say you have like a Pisces moon. And it's supposed to be like, oh, intuition, earth, like fairy, magic, godmother, kind of flowy, Janine type feel. But if you have an aspect to Pluto, it changes that. Stuff gets dark real quick. And that's called a Hades moon. But then also if you have your moon as Scorpio, it's considered a Hades moon. I have both. Um, my Pluto conjunct my moon and my moon is in Scorpio. And so I have a doubles Hades moon. And so for me, I really like it because it went into the psychological factors that are involved. And she was able to break down the parts using real life, um, like celebrities to have it. So mm-hmm. like John Lennon had what they called a Hades moon. And she broke down his relationship with like his mother, his relationship with like women and like was able to like use these different things that we know about his life mm-hmm. and show you how the aspect shows that. And fascinating me. But for me, it was really good because I'm mm-hmm. in a stage right now where I'm really into self-discovery. Mm-hmm. So I like books that make me look deeper at myself. I'm really into books right now that make me um look deeper at my stuff especially in my stuff i really don't like to touch on mm-hmm. um and kind of help me kind of connect the dots i think that especially as a therapist i spend a lot of time in other people's heads mm-hmm. i spend a lot of times analyzing and trying to connect things patterns that sometimes at the end of the day i don't got enough time or energy to form my own patterns about myself and i still want to i still want to do that work i still catch myself you know being triggered i still catch myself going into old habits and it's really hard matter of fact there was a meme i posted the other day that it was like a video and on top of it was like point of view my clients asking me if being a therapist helps me in my own life and it's just a video of a girl going no 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 uh and like that's how i kind of felt about it and so i like making sure like that's for me sometimes a part of my self-care and my self-help is looking at my own self making sure i'm giving myself that same love and i'm giving myself that same time to work on my shit too Mm -hmm. what about you um so when i think every book can change your perspective but like um (laughs) But no, I know for me, it was probably the first time I read a, a for real self-help book because I had never, I thought they were like dumb mm-hmm. and cheesy and just all types of things. And then I probably read one of the cheesiest that I would think now. Um, I read, what is it? The one, oh, You Are a Badass by Jen Sincero. Yeah. You know what I mean? Anyway, I read that book and it was very freaking helpful. And it really was like, Wow. I don't know why. I don't think it said anything profound that <laughs> that I probably didn't know. I think it also just came at the right time in my life because um, that was like after I had gotten my first reading and she was like, yeah, you're like depressed and shit. And like, you should probably, you know, you need to read some books so mm-hmm. you can like 
get like get yourself going is what she was saying to like kind of create some um momentum and she suggested that i read a, like read autobiographies of like people who were like successful or that i looked up to or whatever and i didn't do none of that i found i came across this book <laughs> i read that one and i was like wow this i don't know it it definitely unlocks some thoughts of like oh I, I could i could try things i could do i don't know i don't know why it was so impactful it just was like yeah it just opened up some stuff um but then after a while you read a couple more self-help books and they're all kind of saying the same thing yeah <laughs> Yeah. At some point, they do kind of all say the same thing. But that one was definitely, um, it was very helpful because it unlocks and stuff. Yeah. Like you, I have always been so like, oh, self-help books because I just, mm -hmm. those, a lot of them to me feel preachy and feel really um, unrealistic. Mm -hmm. I, I, I especially hate the ones that are just like, you just gotta, you just, you just stop, stop being negative, just stop. And then that's all the advice they give you. They're like, or the title would be like, how to stop being negative in 10 simple steps. And then every single one of the steps, it's like, you, you just do. <laughs> Breathe. Take a warm bath with some chamomile tea. You're like, girl, this is not instructions. Like, what are you, mm -hmm. what are you talking about? Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I definitely think for a lot of people, there is probably one out there that will just yeah. sing to you. And you're like, ah, okay. Mm -hmm. I get it. I get yeah, mine is an astrology slash one. But um yeah. Such like you said, sometimes you can't even really explain it. And you're just like, I don't know, but I do know it did make a profound difference. It was the planning point for me. It's like, huh. Mm -hmm. There is some stuff I need to work on. I, I'm also a believer in like I, I love fiction. And I really do think we can learn from fiction as well. It's not always like regarded as that, but like man these authors be putting some stuff in these books i'm just i'm just saying like especially like i know more recently i've definitely well i say recently past few years at least i know i have been like on this like i want to read black sci-fi authors mm -hmm. like it has been like this is what i'm looking for and so one author i have just like i love her is nk jemison like mm -hmm. she's killing it killing it in the black sci-fi my god okay but um, even in her books, like the characters learn these different lessons and sometimes they make these very profound statements that you're like, oh, shit, I gotta write that down. Like, it's just really like, you still get something out of these stories. It's even kind of like when people, um, you know, a lot of people rave about The Alchemist. Mm -hmm. What's the name of the Yeah, The Alchemist, yeah. which is fiction, right? Mm -hmm. But a lot of people read that book and are like, oh, yeah, okay. Like you get something out of it. Yeah, I agree with you. I am not in a fiction area of my life right now. I was, though. I definitely there was. Like The Alchemist, I do love The Alchemist. I make myself read it like every five years. I'm just, mm -hmm. I'll forget about it. And then I'm like, yeah, mm -hmm. go back and get some more, some gems from that. I'm just not in that area right now. Mm -hmm. um, but again, I'm in a astrology era. I'm not even doing anything else i do have a couple of fiction books in my kindle that i bought because they're from authors that i know that i like and i'm just struggling because my mind is not there it's not ready but like you said i do know there have been times that i have went to fiction and it has like been really profound for me it has been really really like okay i can get something from this and something i don't even know if that's what the author intended but yeah 
Now, one thing I know is that me and you have extremely different tastes in books, though. Oh my gosh. Yeah. It's it's so bad. It's it so really bad. Is. It we keep we kept trying for a while there. Mm. It was a good two year period where we're like, no, this is gonna be a thing. We're gonna mm. we're gonna buy these books together, and we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna read enjoy them. it together. It just mm -mm. and we just kept breaking each other's heart. Yeah, <laughs> like. <laughs> Like I, there was a book that I just loved. I was like, oh my God, every woman I know needs to read this book. Uh, rest reading. You were just like, eh, eh. And I was like yeah, I was. Oh, I remember the cover. It had like pinks and reds and oranges. It's, it's and, called it's Woman Other, Woman Mother, something. something. Yeah, yeah. And you were like, did you read it? I was like, the daughter is really bratty. And I'm just, I'm having a hard time. You're like, well, because she blah, blah, blah. I said, like, I mean, okay. Not, I feel like she's a brat. I'm not connecting with her. But I guess I'll keep reading. And you got gave up on chapter like four. You were so heartbroken. Because it was so good. Oh, it was so good. I know. But I think that, but when Nothing. it comes to entertainment in general, me and you have different, mm -hmm. me and you have completely different tastes on what's entertaining. Like even with music, because I feel that way with music. Sometimes I send you music and you just break my heart. And I just like, okay, stop sending Ashley music. Because even if you catch the wave, you refuse to catch it while I'm on it. <laughs> you refuse to. And every now and then I would just Not send you music from my heart. And I'm like, Ashley, this album is so good. And every and it was, and it, even when it's people, and matter of fact, there was a period in time where I was like, she's doing this to get back at me about the books. Because <laughs> Sometimes it was artists we both agreed we like, and it was something new they were dropping. And I'm like, it's so good. And you're like, eh. <laughs> I think they peaked already. It was, it was mid. It was real mid. I'm like, I. <laughs> but we both agreed they're the greatest. Like, what is happening? Okay. Beyonce's last album is the only thing I think me and you agree on. Probably, yeah. Renaissance is like the only thing I think musically we. Yeah. yeah. I don't know, man. Yeah, it's interesting. I I don't know. I, I mean, know. I won't say whose taste in books is strange, but no, <laughs> I just want to point out the last time that we did a book club, it was two against one who felt like, you know, maybe this book isn't that amazing. And I just want to point out, I was on the side that had more than one person. So was my okay. taste. Well, okay. consider the person that you recited with. <laughs> that was a person you brought into my life okay so <laughs> yep. that person is no longer around that person is a lot the person is i mean yeah a person missed whole other concepts in that book as well because i remember no, us having a moment where we were like hmm hmm we get why people of color is not the term that we all should be using <laughs> But just to put it out there, um, rest on like bell hooks, y'all. First of all, that's not what this, <laughs> this. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Because that's wait, that's the wait, book. Wait, we were wait, reading bell hooks. Why would and you? Why like would me. you say it like that? Why would you do that to me? Because I want that, people. That's, that sounds like some. That felt really snaky. That felt real snaky. That felt like some hater. That felt like hater <laughs> energy. I'm just saying. Why are you trying to? Oh, it, we it, we agreed. Y'all agreed against Bell Hooks. Okay. I'm just <laughs> I did not agree against Bell Hooks. I just <laughs> was not that interested in her views on love on all areas. I just felt like, hey, 
some of this. It's not a line with me. Cry did a whole poster on her for school. That y'all pitchforks down. I made that little five-year-old get up and recite all about bell hooks in a room full of white people. We tried. We tried very hard to get through that book. Oh my gosh. Yes, every word, you know, didn't have to be gospel, but I thought it was good. And it it did have a great perspective and opened up some new neural pathways in my mind and I enjoyed it, wanted to share it. Right. Well, no, that wasn't even it. I wanted to reread it and was just living my life and y'all wanted to read with me. <laughs> you know what? Okay. All <laughs> I'm saying, all I'm saying, no. She, she, she's a good, she's a great author. I just, but you know, this is a thing for me. Like anytime I, anybody, like people who are victims of um, assault, especially mm-hmm. sexual assault, I am not an advocate for forcing them to tell their story or forcing them when they're not ready. So when she went through that whole section, that's where she lost me. Cause she did a whole section about how she mm-hmm. told this other woman's story to someone for the woman and was like, this was a bonding experience between me and that other person for me to tell this other woman's story. And I just, I don't, I, I didn't agree with that. And it was hard for me to follow back up and then it was hard for me to release that tone, that particular chapter when I was reading other things. And I felt like everything was coming off very self-righteous and very, look how amazing I am with all my honor. And I was like, oh, I don't know if that's honor. So she's a great person. <laughs> I, I thought it was great. But, but I mean, I feel you. We, you know, everything that the, the acclaimed greats have written is not oh, yeah. like i'm right now i'm reading octavia butler who is like black sci-fi like oh my gosh classics and the first book i read by her i was so disgusted and disappointed honestly um and i was in a book club that was upset with me because i was like i just don't understand why we got to keep reading about slavery and they was not happy okay <laughs> so it was a whole conversation i was like i'm just saying we're gonna write a book about time travel this this goes back to where me and you align because me and you are always getting in trouble for going into rooms with other black people like why why do we gotta keep going back to slavery like i just there's other things could we not go back and say malcolm like what are we doing like entertained i was like we were reading for you know i don't know but now i'm reading parable of this hour and i'm like okay i get it now i i understand this is the octavia butler i get this is what y'all are talking about but when i read what was that damn kindred I I was like, I don't get it. And people were like, oh my gosh, she's the greatest. You have, have you read some Octavia? But I did, and I didn't know. And I'm, <laughs> but I get it now. And I'm just telling you, we are headed. I'm I'm scared reading this book. Okay. <laughs> Why are we scared? Because, let me see. In the ongoing contest over which dystopian classic is most applicable to our time, Parable is unmatched. This is the book that feels the most like where the fuck we are headed. And it is Drabe. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it is scary. Yeah, no. You know, we just talked yeah. earlier. Like, the types of problems they have in here is because shit is too fucking expensive. Okay. That's one of the issues. They can't fucking afford food. And I just told you I went to the grocery store earlier. I didn't get enough for the whole week. I forgot some shit. It was $62. Okay. Girl, I, we're headed. Stop. 
I went to the grocery store twice last week. Once was $60. And then I was like, I don't even got enough to make one meal. And like, I had a just like realization, like we got lots of fruits. We, we might lose weight over here because. <laughs> and then I went back again, thinking I'm just getting snacks for my daughter. So I'm like, oh, I just, you know, we're going to get some snacks. It was like $80. And I was also like, we don't have enough food. Mm-hmm. What is happening here? Yeah. Stuff is expensive. Well, I will say one of the ones I do like, I like Richard Wright. Um, I like a lot of Richard Wright books. When I was younger, I read a lot of Richard Wright books. The author of Black Boy, the author, not Invisible Man, that is Ralph Ellison. I also like Invisible Man. That was a really good, Native Son. Richard Wright also did Native Son. And I definitely, um, and that's probably where I need to go back to. I know when I was younger, I really did appreciate going back to like the Harlem Renaissance writers. Mm-hmm. those type of classics i was lucky mm-hmm. enough that i did go to a school i went to school in oberlin um oberlin is a very liberal area um i'm always surprised when i go to other places in the country and they really know about oberlin and they were really good at making sure that when they say oh in high school you guys got to read the classics that included everybody's classics mm-hmm. so like i didn't i've never read great gatsby i think as an adult i tried to and i didn't really find it that interesting gave mm-hmm. up it's like all right same thing with catcher and Rye. like I they yeah i never read it apparently every white child in america has <laughs> i i did not i went to a school that they made us read books by black authors latino authors asian authors there was a mm-hmm. book we had them read by a um someone that was an eskimo i can't remember what the book was about but i remember my teacher making a big deal about it because mm-hmm. they were like we tried. We was like, how how can we diversify it more, Eskimos? And we was like, all right. <laughs> Y'all seem really well. excited about this. <laughs> I can't remember what the book was called. It was something that had to do with sleigh dogs. Um, but hmm. I really appreciate that because like I felt like when I was going off to school and I was talking to other people, like when I was 19 and stuff in college, and I was like, Oh yeah, Richard Wright and Ralph Ellison, and, and they were looking at me like, What? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like when I was like, Beloved was a book first. And they're like, what? I had no idea. Um, so I'm really glad I did have that experience that like when I was in high school, I did go to school that was like the classics includes everybody's classics. Yeah. And yeah. I got to read some really dope, amazing books because of that. It almost makes me sad hearing you say that thinking about these damn book bannings. I know. Happening. And I saw like something was like 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 I'm like I think about when I read Roll of Thunder, Hear My Cry. Mm-hmm. Wasn't like fourth grade. And that's the type of book that they would be banning in some of these places. And that book was profound. Like it I I was like thinking about that and I was just like dang how many kids are about to grow up with some knowledge that you know we gonna sound like the crazy aunties when we tell them about because it just really was not a part of like how they banned it out and it sounds like a conspiracy theory like i'd be damned if my great grandchild comes to me and was like well because i know i know our people were indentured oh, oh, workers oh, oh child go, 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 go get go get the switch real quick <laughs> But this is why learning at home is so important. Cause like you said, your parents had you reading certain stuff, you know, thankfully your school was well-rounded, but I, and I know my mom, especially like learning at home was very important and 
her being in military and us moving around, I was never behind mm -hmm. because I was always up on reading their stuff. She had me reading that I didn't see again until I was in college. But I'm glad to have, you know, taken that time. So like I said, it's like, not my damn kids. We're going to be educated in this household because that's not, I I just can't believe it. But yeah, that's this, these laws and this crap that's happening is why we, none of us can solely depend on our education systems to teach our children oh, no. should not be. Oh no. If I had more patience, I would definitely teach my child at home. Like I would definitely educate them in the home. It's not going to be good for either of our mental health. If I tried to do that now, I'm very aware of it. Whenever I try to help her with homework, I'm like, <sighs> <laughs> how much is tutoring? Like I'm always very aware. Because mm -hmm. even in the first grade, they got them doing stuff that we did not do in the first grade. Lord, mm -hmm. I don't know why they changed math, but anyways, yeah, it's so annoying, and they keep trying to tell us it's better, and it just ain't. I, I, I don't care what you say. I, I really feel like they're trying to dumb our kids down. Some of the things that I'm just like, this, you're never going to need this. <laughs> you're, you're literally never going to need this. Why? Why? I really feel like it's just about teaching them to follow rules, no matter how stupid they are. But that's know. another subject teaching them a different way so that they conceptualize it in it these children are confused okay i have been in an elementary school <laughs> i went to do for a whole year and i'm like and and i don't my goodness look we are the adults are confused <laughs> they don't understand the adults are no confused. more or less ever drawing graphs and shit they don't know what's going on I graduated with my master's with a 3.9 and fourth grade math terrifies me. So like something else is happening. Uh -huh. Something else is happening. But yes, I agree with you. It, it is a big part of why learning has to be at home. I um, And it sucks because I was, I was talking with somebody that was putting their child in private school. And one of the things they were talking about, they were like doing interviews at different private schools. <laughs> they got an interview to pay these people like $20,000 a year. But wow. at these different private schools and like they were like really excited about this one school. And they're like, oh, because the school is very big on caring to your child's creativity. And it's like, they were like, yeah, like your child can come to school, whatever hair color they want, because that's your child's creativity. And they do an assessment to figure out your, the way your child learns. And they have like six different like i guess they call them like pods or groups mm -hmm. for like how children learn because i guess there's like six prototypes of so your child is more of a hands-on they go to the classroom where they teach the stuff in a hands-on way your child is more of a person that's a visual learner then they go to the classroom when they it could all and I was like, this is amazing. It sucks that you need access to money for your child to have that. Otherwise, yeah. your child just has to hopefully struggle through until they get to college and then maybe find the schools in slash mm -hmm. major that will allow them to, you know, use their brain the way that it naturally works for them and blah, blah, mm -hmm. blah, blah, blah. But as they were telling me this, I was like amazed. Like, yes, that's how learning should be. Mm -hmm. I'm a fish. Don't ask me to climb a tree. Put me in the lake. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's so dope. Oh, man, I'm looking at that sounds really cool. It sounds like a great learning experience. But no, our schools are made for factory workers. It's made yeah. to create factory. But and I and I think about and I don't think anything solidifies it more than like coming across people online talking about like 
having grown up being homeschooled and then trying to like enter into the workforce and how challenging it was to them to like adjust to like schedules and deadlines and like certain things that we are kind of conditioned yeah with from going through um public school just Mm -hmm. like brainwashing us all but anyway there was a podcast and i know we'll get back to this but there was a podcast that i listened to um that kind of touched on that a little bit um it was a, a whole episode about something completely different but they did have one part where they were talking about how like why is it that the student has an A plus 4.0 is never the lead, the company or the CEO of the company? They're usually always the middle manager. And they're like, why is that? And I was like, because they teach them how to manage. They teach them how to make deadlines. They, te- they don't teach them how to own a business and gain profit. They teach them how to make money for other people because that's how our school and our education system teaches us. The people, mm-hmm. while we're saying nepotism and blah, 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 what it really is is access to money. And ac- when you have access to money, you have access to learning in different ways. You got access to learning that you can have someone do that for you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You learn how to get people to do stuff for you. You're brought up in a completely different way and your way of learning is completely different. Yeah. So, going back to book well yeah i guess finishing up with book bang let me ask are you a fan of books getting turned into movies or do you just absolutely hate it oh my goodness <laughs> oh i i don't want to mm, mm. that's really hard for me i'm not a fan of it no mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't i'd be lying if i said i was a fan per se because it just it just so many times it's not done well <laughs> But I'm a fan of good stories. And I think, mm-hmm. you know, any way that we can share a good story, you know, I guess, I guess we should. I can be a little snobby when it comes to reading books. <laughs> <laughs> because I'm very much, I'm like, audiobooks, audio is not reading. And I will stand firm. Oh, lie. I am like that. Mind. I am yeah. like that. And it's not because of y'all. Y'all get into learning. It's fine. Um, it's essentially podcasts. Like audiobooks I is mean, just podcasting to me. Just, and there's nothing we do have it. somewhat of a script. We just never follow it. But like, <laughs> it's just podcasting to me. But I think I'm a hater though, because I'm easily distracted. I can't do audiobooks because I'll start doing something else while I'm doing it. And then I won't pay attention. And I'll but, zoom back I mean, in like, wait, we're on what? Most people who are doing audiobooks are doing other things. That That's my point. It's like, it's different because in order to read a book, <laughs> you have to actually sit down, open it and look at it and read it. You have to set aside time for it. You listening to something while you wash the dishes or you walk or you do all these other things. It's just not the same. That's all. <laughs> let's let's um, just be real about that. I'm, I'm not hating on it. Get the knowledge how you can. Get I just it how can't. you get it. I just can't do no, it. I'm too I distracted. I got a friend who keep listening to stuff and then trying to recommend it to me. You didn't read this. He's like, it's the same as if, if I remember the story. I, so I was like, and then he sent me one of these these books that he so-called read. Mm-hmm. Something that you listen to while you at work. And then the book was like a thousand pages. I was like, who's reading I really, we really need to be a full on visual audio. I mean, podcast, because I want y'all to see the anger in Ashley's face. <laughs> Ashley is turning red. So... Ashley is turning red talking about this. She is ang- She's big mad. It, up me, it upset me. So I was like, who's reading all this? And he's like, oh, I didn't realize it was that many pages. Of course you didn't. 
because <laughs> you did not take the time to sit and read it. You passively listened while you were doing something else. You're not allowed to recommend things to me unless you actually sat down and read them. That's it. That's it. That's all I got to say about it. But anywho, what were we talking about? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> but again, I'm down for people getting a good story, however it is that you need to get it. So back to books being tired. So you're, yeah. I'm pro, I'm not pro it unless it's going to be done, you know, well with the author's involvement, not, and it's going to be true to the story. Like I'm really big on that. Like mm -hmm. I am one of those people who will be upset and have so much garbage to talk if something doesn't fall. Like I didn't watch Game of Thrones because I have read all the books mm -hmm. and the first season is true to the book, period, hands down. The second season, they start veering off and I was done after that. I was like, this is just childish. <laughs> I just, I didn't like it yeah <laughs> see luckily for me i have bad memory so like i don't be remembering little stuff i'm not the person that's going to be like it was a pink slipper not almond red like i'm not i'm never going to be that person i just don't remember mm -hmm. well enough but just most of the books i've read i really really enjoy have not been turned into books movies so like i haven't had that thing now turning wicked which i actually read the book like I never saw the play. I just found out the play was here recently. Every time the play comes to town, like I miss it. But also, I don't like music in my movies. I don't. I'm not a fan. I you don't want. Like I want. I don't like musicals. Like I want. You know how hard it was for me in the early 2000s to watch Tyler Perry's. Like, <laughs> to do plays, and I would be the only person. Like, can we skip forward the scanning? Like I. <laughs> I wanted to get the story. I did not want to hear the singing. I don't. I don't know why. I don't like singing. Mm. I love musicals. Yeah, I don't want. I don't want y'all to sing through your feelings at all. I still remember from a Tyler Perry show uh, play that he did because you know we was huge. Oh my gosh, when he was doing the plays, like oh, everybody was like getting a copy and you know, pass it along and. I still have grained into my brain because my mom and them would not let me skip. There's a song from one of his plays called Sometimes I Feel Like a Motherless Child. And I will be washing the dishes randomly 20 years later. Yes, that one. And that song will pop into my head and I get mad. I get so mad. Like, why do you make me? But anyways, Wicked is one that I did read in real life. And I really like the concept of that author because he did a couple other ones. He had one like Cinderella like that, which it was like an adult version of the Cinderella story. Mm -hmm. You know, Wicked is like an adult version of mm -hmm. Wizard of Oz. Like, no, nah, this mm -hmm. is the story. This is what's really happening. Mm -hmm. uh, and I haven't read the book in a long time. Like, I've forgotten certain parts. But now the movie is coming out. And I was already pissed off when I heard, saw the casting. <laughs> like, I was oh. already pissed off when I saw the mm -hmm. casting. I didn't want to, I didn't want to watch this. Uh, so now I'm like, maybe this is what Ashley and I'll be talking about because I usually don't. It's usually not a book I care enough about that when it comes out with something, I'm like, eh. but now like Wicked was something I actually really did like. And mm -hmm. I saw the cast I'm, and I'm completely angry. And now I'm seeing all the drama and the news with Ariana Grande. And I was like, see, you're going to take away attention from this amazing story. <laughs> Y'all shouldn't have casted her in the first place. Should have been Meg and Hercules. Y'all should have left it at that. Like I, yeah. So I think probably not. I probably won't be mm. when it starts mm -hmm. happening to the things that I love. <laughs> it can be very difficult. Um, 
Yeah, but I also got it from um, my stepmom. She was a huge Stephen King fan. Mm-hmm. And like, and so of course we watched the movie, but that was like a thing for her to be able to be like, uh-uh, wait a minute. She go get her book. That did not happen. <laughs> See, this is the ending of my book. But I'm gonna say, I, yeah, like I've never seen, I've never watched the Harry Potter movies. Mm-hmm. Um, I read the books up until like book four, once the later ones came out, like, cause I was of age as they were coming out. Mm-hmm. So I was reading them then. So there was like a gap. And then I got a little older and didn't care anymore. But once the movie and stuff came out, nothing looked like how I thought it was going to look. And I was like, I don't, I felt like it was going to just ruin my, mm-hmm. my version of it. And so I was like, I, I don't care. Y'all, y'all got it. And I just didn't watch it. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I'm trying to think if there's one that's ever like for real pissed me off. But you know what? Now that I'm thinking about it, I think that's why I don't see any of the remakes of Disney movies. Cause I'm just like, I'm good. I was. I really like the version I have in my head, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I and I just that. why bring it to life for what? For what? Either great in the eighties with this. This is a great nineties classic. Why are we retouching this? No, I'm good. I refuse to see any of the. Yeah, I refuse to see any of the. I supported Little Black Mermaid because you know, pro black daddy. Um, <laughs> So I bought the ticket and went to go watch something else. But like, I, I refuse. I refuse. My daughter didn't care enough. Like, cause she's only six. So it wasn't cartoon. She didn't care. It was like, mm-hmm. no. <laughs> the girl go see something. I think we went to go see, what did we went to, I don't know. We went to go see something else. But I just, yeah, yeah. So you know what? No, I know for a fact. Yeah, I would not <laughs> like it. I would not like it. If it was something I cared about and about, I wouldn't like it. I have had the opposite effect though. Because like I have watched movies first and then realized it was a book, mm-hmm. or like when it came out, I was just too young. So then yeah. I got older, I read the book, and I was just like, "That's not what Whoopi Goldberg did." <laughs> <laughs> uh huh. Yeah. Um. You know, I did that with the show Dexter because the mm-hmm. show Dexter is based on books, and I loved the show. No, I, well, I say I didn't read the books because mm-hmm. I loved the show. <laughs> really did and so I went online and I was like I want to see what the differences are before I read the Mm -hmm. books and the concept in the book is totally 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 Mm -hmm. totally. like in the in the on you know on the show like he's aware of what he's doing he's blah 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 blah. maybe he's a little disconnected like a bit of a sociopath but you know Mm -hmm. whatever in the good part it's sociopath something like it um part of gold in the books, he's possessed by something. Oh, that's, and that's different. That's a com- that doesn't even sound like the same genre. It's a complete right. That's a completely different take. Hmm. Yeah, and then his sister knows about it the whole time too. Because I like literally, like somebody made a chart <laughs> what the major differences was, and I went through it and I was like, ah, nah, I, I wouldn't like that. You know, I'm gonna just stick with the version I know. I'm good. Yeah. Oh so, yeah, but hmm. Yeah, I'm sure somebody's done it right. I, I can't think of any examples though, off the top of my head of one that I was like, yeah, they nailed this. Oh, well, but so this is a difference because the person who was in charge of also bringing it to life is the person who wrote it, but Sandman. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The Sandman comic. So I was into comics books for a little bit, not like heavy, not like deep, um, but I was into comics for a little bit. I like, there was a comic book that was like very, it was about like, adult versions of like fairy tales Mm -hmm. so like the big bad wolf is a um detective on the police force cinderella is the mayor 
Uh, like, yeah, Fables. It's called Fables. So I like Fables. Uh-huh. Uh, but I also like Sandman. I liked um, the writer Neil Gaiman. I think it's mm-hmm. Neil Gaiman. Um, he also did American Gods. Mm-hmm. I do want to read that. Yeah. And so, and I really like the first season. The second, anything after the first season of the actual show, I was like, ah, okay, what are we doing here? I like um, the concept of the show. And so that's I, I love the concept. And that's, he does super dope concepts. It's why I like Sandman when it came. And, but I feel like they did a good job at Sandman. Some of the reviews I read, people were just like, oh, it had a cheesy feel, blah, blah, blah. It had an 80s feel because the comic was set in the 80s. So they had some things to it that had some like 80s feels to it because the 80s was cheesy. But I really, really liked it when they brought that to Netflix. In fact, like, even though I disconnected my Netflix, I have very much always been like, y'all re up on Sandman. Mm-hmm. I'm resubscribing to watch that but also they have the writer involved and he's very hands-on okay. creatively so i think those are the cases where it works out yeah yeah as long as they're heavily involved and they don't get deterred by the fans mm. part way through which happens to certain series but anyway. the whole thing so today or that today or yesterday i saw like a meme of someone saying like i'm on my way to tell you that if you don't like a book you don't have to finish it um have you ever been one of those people who was like i must finish this book i started it and therefore i must no never never in my life never in my life have i felt the need to finish anything (laughs) (laughs) the minute i I feel done with something i'm like that's enough well girl i used to hold myself hostage like I started it and I must finish it. And then I read a book that I hated so much all the way to the end. And that was the one that broke me. I was like, I will never again do this to myself because I was not it broke disgusted. Me. I was disgusted with that book. It broke you. It pissed me off. Mm. It made it. Okay. It's a book about this white passing man. He was he's biracial he's white passing but his dad was real black power like really really black power and just didn't seem to notice that his son didn't really you know that his son was like getting his ass kicked in the hood for being Mm -hmm. the lightest thing out there but also what 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 pissed me off about the book was this it's a autobiography Mm -hmm. is the fact that his problems was all because he was lying all this angst that you felt was from you lying. All of these issues. And then the, and then by the end, because it was just like. Can I just briefly interject lying. for our listeners? Mm-hmm. For a lot of that seems to be a problem. Okay, keep going. That's right. I'll just stop lying. From A to Z. I think problems will go away. He was lying, telling people he was Jewish. And then being worried. Like, you're always around people and you're worried that they're going to find out and, and they'll be racist towards you. But also, like, okay, this book does not take... This man is not... He's not old, is what I'm saying. Like, this isn't some shit where you had to pass for survival. This was in the 1940s. No. No, it wasn't. <laughs> he was doing this in 2002. This was... <laughs> right. <laughs> so, sir, I just don't have... No. Maybe a little earlier than that. Maybe, maybe a little earlier than that. But it wasn't... Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And so the end results of the book, what pissed me when he finally steps into taking on his blackness and being like, all right, I accept this part of me. Like he literally ends it talking about fucking white women to get back at them with his. 
you know why? Because that's <laughs> a whole thing. No, no, no. That's a whole thing from like my daddy's and them generation. Because I had a sit down one time with my uncles. They had been smoking. So they was just talking. And they all had this conversation like, yeah, because it's a thing. That's why. That's why the youngest, because they want to get back. And, da, 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 da. and I was like, what is that? That doesn't make I was very confused. I was very, very confused. Disgusted. But, yeah, but they like, all swore down. That was a thing in their day. So maybe from that time, because I was disgusted by it. I was like, so I suffered through this and this man didn't grow. He didn't evolve. He sounds like a terrible person. I was sounds so realistic. You know, you know, I don't know if you've talked to men, but <laughs> starting off in some BS, struggling because of their own lies, and then at the very end, not growing. I have seen that story. Now, I hated that book so much. I was able to use it as a great case study <laughs> from one of my social work classes. <laughs> I was like, I don't need to reread nothing. I know, I know exactly which stupid book, stupid freaking person I'm gonna use. That's mm. exactly what I did. Anywho, now on the flip side, Trevor Noah, for someone who's biracial, as well as like even Obama's, and I say this because it's this was like, well, not those particular books, but. It's a thing to read books by biracial people getting to tell their stories of what this mm -hmm. experience is like for them. Mm -hmm. And neither of them are going around crying and bitching about everything because neither of them were lying about their existence. Okay. Obama's book, he's very much like, yep, yeah, I grew up biracial, came with these sorts of challenges, and you know, I just kept on going, you know? Now I'm president, whatever the hell his book was. <laughs> Trevor Noah was like, hey, this is what it was like growing up in apartheid. Wasn't right, you know? Mm -hmm. Dodge some stuff shit here and there, but uh, not, and I'm gonna get back at the white man. You're the one was lying to the white man. <laughs> anyway, you know me. Um, But do you have like a book fail, like one that you're like, I hated it, burn it, bad reviews? I know I have. I'm trying to think what it is, but I know I, I, know I have. There's definitely been books that have made me bad. I've definitely thrown away books. So, not threw it away. I have thrown away books. I have had books that I'm like, this is why they burn books. Ah, <laughs> I understand the church now. <laughs> I burn the books. Kind of triggered. I don't know. <laughs> they might need to be give them more compassion. They were triggered. There's <laughs> some unhealedness in them. Um, I have. I just let me. You got to give me a minute to think. So I know for a fact I've definitely thrown away books. While I'm thinking, what about you? What is your, like, I'm disgusted? I told, you. Hmm? I, told you I told you about it. The book with the white passing dude. Oh, him. Okay, yes, 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 yes. Me. Um, can I say the Bible? Um, oh, you know what? Yes, 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 yes. I have. I don't remember the name of this book, but I had bought this book on accident because I was trying to buy some new, like, therapeutic books and I was trying to buy when I was switching over doing therapy full-time instead of doing it part-time because so I did it part-time for a little bit there and um so I was like oh let me get some more books and let me whatever whatever and I have bought this book where I have bought two books actually I went through this like just mass buying section and I was like googling for certain keywords certain things I wanted to concepts I needed more brushing up on and stuff like that Two things happened. One was a book by actual therapist. I'm not going to say the book. I'm not going to say the name because, you know, you know, she's doing her thing and, you know, best of luck to that young woman. 
But then the other one ended up accidentally being like, it read like a novel, but mm -hmm. that's not how they advertise it when uh, Amazon. And I don't know the name of this book. I think I still have it somewhere. But um, that book was, it ended up being like a Christian book on diagnosing of borderline personality disorder. And it was, it, it, it was talking about, it, 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 nothing scientific. It had nothing to do with the DSM-5, which is what you use to diagnose with. Like they just had their own theories about borderline, like just the pray it away method. Yeah, and I was just like, <laughs> this seems incredibly harmful. Mm. And the person on it, I can't remember who it was, but the person on it, I know they had like, because that was a big thing for me is making sure it was somebody with initials behind their name. And that was somebody that had with initials behind their name. I want to say an LPC. It sounds like some LPC shit. But mm. <laughs> yeah, that one. And I didn't even get through like, I think I think I read five or six pages and was like, what? And then yeah. I skimmed and that was supposed to be like edgy. Ooh. Borderline. But for mm. Christ, it was a lot. It was a lot. <laughs> Not borderline, but for Christ. She's borderline for Christ. And then um, the other one was a book. It was a, it was not meant for clinicians. It was actually like a scout do therapy. Read this book instead. Self-therapy, mm. which I'm not, I'm not fond of. You, you need somebody to call you out on your BS. You need somebody to help recognize patterns. It's why therapists have therapists because you can have the knowledge. It's something about being able to have someone that can step outside of what's going on now and look at it from an objective view. You mm -hmm. definitely need that. It's why you talking to your girlfriends for hours is not therapy, even mm -hmm. if they're a therapist. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So anyways, but it's one of those books and it just it was like rehashing a whole bunch of knowledge from like the 80s but down using terms like spirit and like <laughs> energy it was just i it wasn't that it was necessarily bad it was just that i was like it was hyped up to be this like new revolutionary book and it was like no they just interchange words like i'm pretty sure she copied and pasted somebody else's book mm -hmm. and word and then just used synonym to change out words and then was like here you go here's the information um and so i wanted all 36 of my dollars back <laughs> i was just like this is not new information this is not particularly helpful um and she added some of her own stuff and anecdotes um and yeah i was just like i'm good i'm good mm -hmm. i really get mad at that i don't like I don't like books that present itself as one thing and it's something else. Even if the something else is great, that's not what I thought I was yeah. getting. I yeah. want to get what you advertise this to be. Right. Don't try to sneak stuff up on you. Yeah. Yeah. I really hate when people repackage stuff and be like, it's new. Look at this new thing we're learning about here. And you're like, girl, the Harlem Shake was something our parents was doing in the 60s. <laughs> it's technically the jitterbug. Like, I don't just, I don't like it. I don't like it. Mm -hmm. And that was random, y'all. Don't Google the jitterbug and then hit us up like, Christ, that is two different dances. I, y'all, I don't know. <laughs> <sighs> but anyways, guys, that is all we have for today. Uh, we hope you guys enjoy. We'll have a new episode for you guys next Sunday. You can follow us on Instagram at She Woke Alchemy. You can follow us on TikTok at She Woke Alchemy. Or you can hit up our website at www.shewolfalchemy.com. We'll have a new episode for you guys next Sunday.
Bye. Bye.